0: I'm so thankful to the Lord for that, that I heard that message that night, and it just really gripped my heart.
1: Roxanne worked second shift, which meant getting home late every night. But one evening was different. Instead of her favorite rock station, she found Focus on the Family on the radio.
0: I didn't find out until sometime later that I actually, you know, got saved or born again or, you know, gave my heart to the Lord that night. I just knew that I prayed the prayer at the end, so I just, you know, was... Probably by that time, almost twelve thirty, it would take me about half of an hour to drive home, and just driving in my car, crying, and <laughs> filled with peace and joy, and and just feeling the presence of the Lord, it was wonderful.
1: I'm Jim Daly. Working together, we can save more families like Roxanne's every month. Become a friend of Focus on the Family and invest in this ministry. Call eight hundred A Family or donate at focusonthefamily.com family.
0: Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family parenting podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast.
2: It's recorded in the Bible, in the book of Mark, uh, that Jesus freed a man who had been controlled by an unclean spirit. And as Jesus was getting into a boat to leave the region after that healing, the man begged to join him. But Jesus said, no, you've got to stay. And then he said, go go to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you. And that is a good reminder that God calls some to go to other countries, but he calls some to stay and share the good word in their own backyard. I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta. He's the vice president of Parenting and Youth here at Focus on the Family. And today we're going to hear a conversation that Jim Daly and I had with Shauna Pilgreen, And Shauna described how God called her family not to go uh, to a distant country, but to go to another part of the United States to minister to other people. Here's how we began that conversation.
1: Shana, welcome. This is your first time.
2: This to Focus. is my
0: first time. I
1: love it. Welcome to Focus on Thank the family.
0: Thank you. Thank we you.
1: So appreciate you taking the time and the energy to get here. I love your story because this is a, a humorous God story. And I do <laughs> think God has a wonderful, boundless sense of humor. I agree. Someone once asked me, what do you think God's belly laugh will be like? Mm. And I think that's part of what we're going to talk about today. Yes, yes. You and your family were enjoying this normal, if I could call it that, safe, comfortable life in Missouri, when your husband made a suggestion uh, that turned your life upside down. What did he say to you in that nice, cozy, big yard, Missouri
0: home? He said, I think God is leading us to start a church in one of the most strategic cities in the United States. How did
1: you translate that as a want-to-be missionary since you
0: were a little girl? (laughs) Well, being sent and going and doing for God wherever he calls us has always been just in my family DNA. But a strategic U.S. city did not seem to be what I was thinking. Well,
1: that's the new news. I mean, you thought originally Africa, maybe somewhere in deep Asia. Yes. Saving people in the village. But no, he he had a different idea. Right,
0: And we were in an amazing church in the Midwest, a church that was constantly sending people out nationally and internationally. So I'm thinking, I think we're doing pretty good at doing our part here in sending other people. So it definitely caught me off guard. Mm -hmm. So
1: then how did... You select the city that you landed in here in the U.S. to be that missionary couple. Well,
0: I first asked if he would give me a few days to pray about this. And this is, um, you know, while raising little kids. Yeah. How
1: old were your children at this point? That's a good
0: they were one, three, and five. Okay, when so he... you didn't
1: go hysterical and say, "What
0: are you talking about?" Well, I probably did, but I was probably juggling pots and pans and no, laundry. You sound <laughs> angelic, honey. Let
1: me pray about this yeah. the next few days. I'll just pray it's about
0: like it. I'll get back with you. Yeah, it's probably what it sounded more. As like. As soon
1: as I wipe the nose, change the diaper, and <laughs> get dinner, go
0: and find the car keys. Exactly.
1: Okay, so your husband agreed. Let's pray about this. Yes. And then, how did you come up with San Francisco?
0: Well, we narrowed it down through some research. What are the five most strategic unreached cities in the United States? San Francisco being one of them.
1: Yeah, One of the top five. One of
0: the top five. Wow. And as we reached out to just organizations and people that are serving in those cities – San Francisco was the city where people were actually responding to emails and phone calls.
1: Mm. Wow. Let me, uh, we have a film series here that's uh, authored by Ray Vanderlaan called That the World May Know. Mm. And one of the points that he makes in that series and in person when you take a trip to Israel with him, and he gets very dramatic about it, is that the West is captivated by the residual effects of the Roman Empire and Hellenistic thinking in that our pursuits are comfort and leisure. And you make that same point. You say a life of comfort is a win for the enemy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, I've got to tell you, comfort is comfortable.
0: Absolutely. So
1: why is this uh, a win for the enemy if we're moving toward comfort rather than toward discipleship?
0: Well, when you're comfortable most of the time you're leaning on your own strengths mm. and what you can do and how you can take care of yourself and you lean less and less away from god and what he wants to do and how he wants to stretch you
1: now before we go too far a lot of people watching cable news are going to think about san francisco mm-hmm. they're in the news a lot because of the needles human feces everywhere it seems out of control just hit that quickly because people are thinking about it
0: yes i mean it. a lot of it is what you see on tv and yeah. we walk through it every day we're Us and the kids, we are stepping over needles. Our kids are passing by people in their sleeping bags on the way to school. We see it every day. Our city has a tolerance for everything. Everything goes.
1: So for that Christian who's saying, why would you put your children at that kind of risk? Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. is that what God would want? How do you answer?
0: Well, there's two things we say. If at any point our kids are no longer thriving in that city and danger seems to be winning, we will leave. It's not worth it for the cost of our kids. Wow, amazing. But by the grace of God and his hand of protection, nine years, we're still there. Our kids are thriving. Our kids are growing a heart of compassion because they're not just hearing about it on the news, they're walking by it. Yeah. And our oldest, when we pray at night, his heart is so bent toward the people who have no home, Hmm. and he has that because he sees it every day.
1: Well, again, the reminder there is you're living with purpose. We are. You're not just moseying through life, hoping good things happen.
0: And we're learning day by day, and it's hard, but that what we get to see and who we get to pray for and who we get to do life with surpasses any comfort that we've ever had.
2: Well, Danny, as we've talked before here, one of the most valuable lessons that we can teach our kids is to be mission-minded, other-centric, and mm-hmm. uh, we don't have to you know, move to a different country or even do a large city to reach others, do we?
3: We don't. Uh, in our home, we talk about being contributors in God's kingdom. And that means to be noticers of what God's doing, noticers of people, noticers of, of kids, that, that uh, other kids, classmates that just need a, an encouraging word. And so then being builders with our words, with what God is doing, being attuned to that, uh, and then connecting to God's kingdom on a regular basis. And that, that sometimes means being uncomfortable, stretching ourselves mm-hmm. beyond what we feel good with, and sometimes stepping out of what the norm is at school and uh, going and sitting down with with a kid that is completely alone in the lunchroom. Mm -hmm. That's what our kids can do at school but in the neighborhood, uh, our kids can reach out to other kids. As a family, you can model that. There are so many different places where we can live out the mission of the kingdom of God.
2: And as Shauna talked about, um, we really do have opportunities to kind of press through our discomfort. Mm-hmm. So just thinking about you know our kids hanging out with other kids in the neighborhood, there might be some things my kids are picking up from the neighbor kids that I don't like, right? How do I deal with that?
3: Yeah, no, that's a very, very good point, John. Uh, And this is where you as as a parent need to prepare your kids for that and know their maturity level and where they're at and how ready they are to be contributors rather than sponges of what's there. And if they carry insecurities into those moments and you know that that could potentially be an issue, then uh, the wisdom would be, let's not do that. Maybe as a family, you go and serve first. And then uh, down the road, they've developed enough confidence that they're not taking those things upon themselves. And I
2: would just admonish parents to keep the big picture in mind. Um, Sometimes there are uncomfortable moments. Sometimes we do not like what's going on. Uh, But we press on because there is a bigger picture, a bigger mission that we're trying to attain, right?
3: Well, and to simplify it for parents, John, yeah, it's so true. But even more simplified in our very own homes, we can begin to teach our kids how to serve well, and how to serve in caring for other people's space. There's so many things to teach in our in our own home. On yeah. How to become mission minded. My daughter has said, "I want to be become a missionary. I want to go to Africa." I said, "Hey, we we can begin here in the home. How are you loving your brother? How hmm. are you loving others here within your space? How are you a contributor? And from that." that will help you as you go out in the mission that he has for you. I
2: appreciate that big-picture perspective that you shared. And uh, if this has really kind of whetted your appetite to look up and look at bigger things for your family, then contact us here at Focus on the Family. We do have some great resources. Certainly, Shauna's book is uh, very practical, very inspirational, and very attainable in many of the things she suggests in serving God wherever you are. And that book, again, is called Love Where You Live. And if you can make a donation today to Focus on the Family, we'll send a copy right out to you. Thanks for joining our support team. Uh, You can click on the episode notes or call 800-A-FAMILY. And you'll find more practical advice, as you've heard today, on the website. Danny's team has a really great collection of articles, videos, and so much more to help you in your parenting journey. Stop by if it's been a while. Next time, we'll have some practical advice for talking to your kids about why bad things happen, explaining those really difficult things in life. I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for listening today to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.